hey, hey, welcome to the Commitment to Growth podcast. This is your host, Mariana speaking, and thank you for tuning in to listen to an episode of the show. I am so happy to have you here. Welcome to the Commitment to Growth podcast. If you're new, welcome. And if you're not new, welcome back. It is so lovely to have you back here for another episode. Again, if you're new, I am so delighted and so honored that you chose this as your daily dose of personal growth for today because that is certainly what we do here at Commitment to Growth. So I'm so excited to have you here and uh, I just just to grow with you, <laughs> I guess. I'm, I'm, I'm so in it. I'm so in all the emotions of growth right now. I'm, I'm loving it because uh, it is springtime. It is a transition into springtime and summer and that just for the West Coast people like myself, it just always brings about so much sunshine and everybody's just so much revitalized because um, winters here are very dark and gloomy and around February, everybody just hits a wall and it's so palpable in the air all the time, every single day for like months on end. So it is just so nice to have that turnaround and to see everybody so happy and to have the the option and the privilege to get to sit outside and enjoy the sunshine and do homework outside. So I'm so excited. And additionally to that, this is kind of my brain break because I, as I'm recording this, uh, it's April and I am in my final exam season, my last ever final exam season of university, which is so exciting, (laughs) but also so nostalgic. And I, as burnt out as I am from all the studying, because I just wrote my second of six finals today. I know that one day I'll miss it and I'll look back on it very fondly. So I'm trying to soak it all in for what it is right now because I'm sure the real life is a lot harder and poses a lot harder of a test than going in and have to me- having to measure somebody's blood pressure. So <laughs> that is what is on my plate right now. And if you're going through a very similar season yourself, whether it's final exams or a big transition period like myself, I am getting ready to move back home with my family to Vancouver and save up money on rent for a little bit and hopefully travel later and just have a big period of just me time and giving my time back to myself. So if you're going through any big changes or transitions like I am right now, I hope that they are treating you well and that you are squeezing as much as you can out of them because as difficult and as emotionally taxing as these periods can feel, they also bring so much insight and they are such an opportunity for us to look inwards to the wisdom that is already within us and that we can extract from ourselves. Because I think that it's really easy to always be looking outside of ourselves to books and podcasts and other quote-unquote influencers um, who are giving advice about how they do life. But there is so much wisdom within us that is always so readily accessible that we can use in these periods. So I encourage you to do that, whether or not you're going through a big transition right now, because you, I can guarantee you will be surprised by at least one thing that you find in there that maybe you didn't know you knew or you didn't know that you had within you. So that is my little tidbit for you today. And I am sitting down with you for a little impromptu episode. I've been in a bit of a funk these last few days, not gonna lie, and I think a lot of it is just kind of the the overwhelm from exams and uh, life has brought a couple of curveballs recently um, with just some major emotions and 
being forced to let go of a lot of things and let go of some people. And that always is really, really difficult. And so I find myself just like hustling a lot during the day, going to exams and studying. And then in the evenings when it's a little bit lighter, I just like hit this wall where I feel like I want to be alone, but I don't. And I want to be introspective, but sometimes being a little too introspective by all by yourself is lonely and takes you down like some dark paths. So I'm just like, you know what? Let's just vehicleize these thoughts. Let's just do something creative. Let's just do something fun and for others. And I thought back to a post that I made on uh, the podcast Instagram about last week as I'm recording this on this idea of how discovering ourselves and learning to see and come home to ourselves isn't necessarily a process that we can do in isolation. Uh, It is one of like the little text posts that I often post on my Instagram and I have it in front of me so I'll read it to you here in case you didn't see it but if you want to see the actual copy of it and get it in writing you can visit the podcast. It's at commitment to growth podcast on instagram or the primary platform is at commitment to growth which is my uh, personal business platform that uh it's coming soon it's it's up and it's up and coming but uh it's, it's fresh it's doesn't have a lot of content on it yet more to come this summer but anyways essentially what i uh wrote in this post goes being confident and secure in who you are cannot happen in isolation It is doing the work to meet the parts of yourself that you'd rather not show, and also allowing others to see those parts of you while standing by the knowledge that they are just as worth loving as your beautiful counterparts. And I'd been having these thoughts a lot, and I have been having these thoughts a lot recently, as I, again, as I reflect back on what my last few years of university have been, and especially the last few where I've been just growing so much closer to people and maybe it's a result of the fact that we're all about to leave soon and we're not going to be seeing each other so you try to squeeze as much out of the people you love as possible um but I think I've been thinking about this a lot because I've I'm just so grateful for the growth that I've done in these last four and a half years and I know that I could never do it without the people I've met along the way and a lot of that change has come from the people who I have allowed to see me despite my fear of being seen. It has come from the people that have taken it upon themselves to try to see me, to try to um, get through to those deeper parts of me in conversation and building relationship. And it has just been such a beautiful journey to experience and such beautiful people to experience as well, whether romantic or not or platonic it has just been I'm so grateful for every single person that has touched my life in these last four and a half years so I've been thinking about that a lot and I put it into a text post and a lot of people uh, responded to it and said that they wanted to hear it in a podcast and they wanted me to elaborate so this is it (laughs) this is me sitting down a little impromptu giving my thoughts on this matter and I am so so excited so I'm glad that you're here and along for the ride. So without further ado, we're going to get right into that. But before we do, 
I do want to give an acknowledgement that this episode is being recorded on the land of the Lekwungen peoples, specifically the Sartlip, Sayout, Saikam, Malahat, and Pakwichin nations, who continue to have ancestral relationships to the land to this day. I acknowledge that I respect their sovereignty. I respect the relations that continue to abide on this land, and I and I hold in my heart the responsibility that I carry as an uninvited visitor and settler to these lands to keep celebrating the sovereignty, to keep celebrating the efforts that continue to be upheld by Indigenous communities and the respect that we owe to the land in showing up for not just the people that we love, but for our land as well through very simple things like recycling and reducing waste and all that, but also in the little snippets of gratitude that we give to the land every single day for allowing us to to be here and for all of the goodness that it provides us with every single day. So that is this week's settler acknowledgement. And without further ado, here is the episode. Hey friend, this is Kate over at the Live by Design podcast and creator of the LBD Collective. And I am so ridiculously excited to present you with the Goals with Soul Summit. Now, if you've attended an online summit for us high achieving goal getters before, then you know that many are packed with an incredible amount of valuable information, but they tend to be a little bit more surface area in their approach, which makes it kind of difficult to implement what you're learning and actually take action. And that's why this summit isn't like most. It is specifically designed for busy women who are ready to implement practical, bite-sized habits and mindset shifts that move you from feeling stressed and overwhelmed to focused and action-oriented so that you can achieve your goals in a totally doable, and here's the key, sustainable way. What you're not going to find in this summit is general advice from every coach out there. It is all tailored specifically for the woman who's currently doing all the things so that you can slow down learn from focused personal growth curriculum specifically created and tailored for the summit experience. You can be intentional with your self-reflection practice and then take action that moves you in the direction of your dreams. I've invited 21 incredible world-class speakers, podcast hosts, and coaches to join us, all of whom are past Live by Design podcast guests. And let me tell you friends, now that we've recorded our episodes together, they are incredible. I was brought to tears numerous times during these recordings, and I am so inspired by these incredible women, and I can't wait for them to be in your earbuds too. The summit will start on Monday, May 1st, and runs through Thursday, May 4th. It's presented as a private podcast feed, so this is an audio-only summit, with multiple episodes dropping each day presented by me and our expert panel of guest speakers. Because I know you're a woman with a lot on her plate, and you need to take your learning on the go. I also figure I can't be the only one who tunes into podcasts while in the car, driving my kids somewhere, folding laundry on a walk while working out, or sometimes even in the shower, right? I'm I'm not the only one who does that. So this summit was designed so that you can fit your learning in throughout your regular routine. The private podcast feed will drop episodes every day, Monday, May 1st through Thursday, May 4th, and each episode will be available for just 24 hours. And after that, you can get access to all of them in the all access pass or the goal getter pack 
Goal Getter Power Pack indefinitely. So you can tune in the week of Summit totally for free for 24 hours for each episode. Or if you want to be able to go back and re-listen in the future, go grab that Goal Getter Power Pack. It also has $2,400 worth of bonuses from our speakers, plus includes two months membership to my personal group coaching program, the LBD Collective. So there's so much goodness in there. Each of our expert speakers is sharing for about 20 to 30 minutes, which is the perfect amount of time for us adults to learn. And you'll have access to our summit Facebook group to connect with other goal-getting women. And again, our expert panel of speakers. The Goals with Soul Summit is completely free. And once you register, you'll have the chance to check out the All Access Pass and the Goal Getter Power Pack, which gives you ongoing access to the private podcast feed, as I mentioned. So no expiration date for the episodes for you an expertly created workbook crafted by an education architect to take your learning reflection and implementation to the next level, because that's really where the magic happens on this personal growth journey. You'll get two months of LBD collective membership to to sustain your momentum, dive into focused personal growth curriculum, and be lovingly held accountable to your goals by our community of women. You can join our live soul work sessions the week of summit to do the inner work needed to implement the shifts you desire. And you'll gain immediate access to my future self meditation, plus the journal prompts that come with it and all the bonuses I mentioned before from our contributors, which totals over $2,400. I've actually already started jumping into some of these courses and they are phenomenal. Like, honestly, <laughs> but for now, all you need to do is go to goalswithsoulsummit.com. That's G O A L S W I T H S O U L summit.com or scroll down in your listening app now to grab the link and register for the summit totally for free to grab your free ticket. I cannot wait to kick things off with you on May 1st. I'll see you there friend. So on letting others see us so that we can learn to see ourselves a little bit better. I find this topic so interesting and I think about this often because it's really interesting being somebody who is so uh, absorbed in the, I guess, self-help space as it's kind of like more widely known on online and in the outside world. It's so interesting to me because I think that there's so many facets of what people perceive to be personal growth and self-improvement and I often find myself coming across narratives in like little corners of the internet of people and pages and organizations that believe that personal growth is something that happens in complete isolation and it's something that happens through just like super super rigorous self-discipline and suffering and 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 all this stuff and it's kind of and I, I often find that it comes from this like mentality of punishing like you haven't been good enough up until this point so now it is your responsibility to go and make yourself good enough to then be acceptable for the outside world i know that that isn't the the mentality that is explicit within those narratives but it i think is very interwoven in that and that's also why i kind of lead away from the term self-improvement and self-development because I think and even self-help because I find that those terms really give off this idea that the whole point of this journey and being in this space of personal growth I prefer that term a lot more is for the sake of making ourselves into worthy individuals for others and for the outside world because up until this point we haven't been good enough which is so not 
the case. And I think that there's a lot of shame that can come from that, from narratives that encourage such isolation and such independence and such like self-reliance and hyper-independence almost. And I think there was definitely a facet in my life where I embraced this mindset and I, and I, truth be told, I still find myself shifting back to it. If I'm being completely transparent, I feel like I'm in one of those seasons right now where I'm just going through big change and processing a lot of difficult emotions right now around just recent life events. And I will quickly have a tendency to isolate myself because it's how I think I fare best. But then even in my loneliness, when I'm by myself and I'm trying to process emotions, I find myself craving people so bad and yet not reaching out to them because there is still a part of me that subconsciously believes that I should be doing this processing and this growing by myself because nobody deserves my difficult emotions. Nobody has time for those difficult emotions. Nobody wants to see them. Nobody wants to, you know, hear me give the same spiel about the difficult emotions I'm feeling. And it always, always is such an inner battle when you when you're fighting between what society has told you you should do to achieve personal growth rather than what is wired into our natural biology, which is to seek connection, which is to seek community for support. And I don't even have to point you to the countless and countless science that shows that healing is best when it occurs in community for so many of the struggles that we face as humans because there are so many, so many billions of us on this planet that it is so, so hard to not find somebody who is going through or has gone through something that is very, very, very similar to us. And I think like as somebody in my early 20s, there's a good chance that there's people out there who have been through what I'm going through because this is just a time where there involves all the figuring out in the world. So all that to say, it's a mindset that I think is starting to fade out from the narratives that we see online and it's not as common in, in all the corners of the internet depending on what corners of the internet you're following I guess but I'm seeing more and more that therapists are coming out and and life coaches and all these people from different backgrounds who are starting to encourage this embrace of community who are starting to embrace this this act of vulnerability, which I think has largely been moved by the work of Brené Brown. As many of you know, I absolutely love her work and admire it so much. And it's such a driver behind this conversation that we're having today. And I think that's so awesome, but it's also really hard to learn how to do because letting yourself be seen comes with a lot and it can be really scary. That on its own is like a whole whole like series of podcast episodes but it is such a beautiful thing to allow yourself to do to encourage yourself to do to encourage others to do when you can come to each other not to pity each other not to give each other advice for a hard thing that you're going through right now whether this is with your family friends partner, soulmate, whatever, whatever kinds of people you have in your life that you do this with or are actively seeking to try to do this with. It is something so beautiful to just learn to be amongst each other without the 
impulse that I think we feel to fix each other or to save each other or to give advice to each other, it is actually quite hard to, I think, let somebody in our presence or be in somebody's presence without automatically jumping to an assumption or a stereotype of how we should show up and what it means if we show up a certain way, whether we're sad, then that means we're going to worry that person or if we're too happy, then we're being too annoying, etc. And so I think that's something that I know that a lot of my friends and I have really tried to embrace this year, which has been this concept of just showing up as we are and being for each other what we state that we need each other to be. So if one of us shows up one day and we're having a rough day, unless one of us explicitly states, I need an ear to bounce ideas off of, I need a crying shoulder, there is no jumping to save the person. There is no assumptions about what the person is going through. It is just, hmm, you know what? It is okay because you're a normal human being and human beings are allowed to have ebbs and flows because that is just the way that life goes. And it doesn't mean that anybody needs to do any saving if anybody's feeling a little low or not in alignment or not, you know, super, super joyous because life is about the highs after the lows, I think. So that's something that I've really tried to embrace this year. And I think understanding that the goal of life is not to always be seeking joy and always be seeking this continuous happiness and always be fixing every insecurity and trigger so that happiness is you know, always at arm's reach because it is, it is, but there is something so beautiful in letting yourself sit in pain and letting yourself sit in discomfort and letting yourself sit in anger and all the difficult emotions that we label as negative because there's, they're just emotions at the end of the day. And when we create a space where we can encourage other people to see that feeling these emotions and sometimes expressing these emotions in our, you know, in our body language, in our facial expressions, or just even in the ways that we state that we're feeling, there's nothing inherently wrong with that. There is this expectation that we should all be our best selves all the time. But sometimes, I think Jim Quick said this when he said that sometimes 40% is your 100% on a given day. And if 40% looks like a pout one day, but you're trying your best, you still showed up to class, you went to work despite all the hardships going on in your life, that is okay. And there's a lot of bravery in showing up as your 40% version of yourself in a society that expects you to be at 100% all the time. And I think that that's a huge component of that is coexisting amongst each other and living with each other just as we are without the need to fix one another. Because in trying to fix one another, we are reinforcing the idea that if you're not happy there's something wrong with you and that's just not fair so that's my first take on letting ourselves be seen as we feel in a certain moment but I also want to shift gears and touch a little bit on kind of this idea of vulnerability and storytelling and how making this a core component of our relationships actually enhances our relationship with ourselves as well Let's be real here. Being vulnerable and honest with ourselves on its own is already extremely difficult. (laughs) I won't sugarcoat that at all. Let alone being that level of open with other people. It's just, 
<laughs> terrifying but nonetheless so i believe necessary for so many reasons including the fact that a when we share our story stories with other people even the ones that we would rather keep hidden we are a establishing trust with others when they see that we have shared something deeply personal with them and they feel safe to then create a space with us where we can have those kinds of environments and discussions we stand in our own personhood when we share those stories because we are saying this is my story regardless of how hard it is i am sharing it with you to give you a piece of me to give you an insight into the person that i am and that is really beautiful and affirming to yourself when you can cultivate that ability to share those parts of you with others and i'll get into that a little bit more later but aside from the trust and from affirming your own self of course there's resonance in sharing stories because sometimes your stories will touch people in ways that you wouldn't have imagined there are people who might resonate with that story because they've experienced something similar or felt a similar way during a particular experience or on the flip side of that even if your story doesn't resonate with somebody there is something that your experience can teach them or you are saying you know what i don't resonate with you entirely but here is how i'm trying to show up for you here is how in the knowledge that i've learned from other challenges or mistakes or rejections or whatever you're sharing this is how i'm trying to resonate with you and this is how i am trying to understand you better i just i love storytelling it's one of the primary reasons why i do this this podcast and this profession but it's just such a vital part of humanity and such a vital part of our humanness and it requires i think so much more embracing and so much more credit than we give it because it is the core of intimate relationships and to further prove my point here <laughs> i thought it would be really awesome to share another text post with you that i got from nicole vignola who is a neuroscientist from the uk who i love and adore her content is so so useful if you're into neuroscience and into learning the neuroscience behind some of those mundane things like going through a breakup as to from like why you shouldn't wake up to your phone every morning like she has it all explained and backed by neuroscientific facts i highly encourage that you listen to her or that you go and check out her content her instagram is at nicole's neuroscience and i came across this post from nicole last night actually and i was like this is perfect if i'm planning on recording something tomorrow so this was a post on kind of debunking the notion that no one will love you unless you love yourself and nicole says for years we have been taught that nobody will love you unless you love yourself but the reality is that you cannot learn to love yourself unless you have been loved by others before this doesn't mean that we should rely on others for the validation and not put in our own work brain maps are areas in the brain that encode for various modalities and the way they form is through somatosensory input so if something has never been programmed the brain map for it won't be formed therefore the capacity to love cannot be built in isolation and sometimes we need the guidance from those around us to learn how to love ourselves love invents us i loved this and what i really think the idea that this is trying to get at is that 
in allowing others to love us for the parts that we love about ourselves, but also the parts that we don't love so much about ourselves, we are affirming our personhood. We are learning to love ourselves for the simple act of being and being among other people who love us as we are and as we have been and as we are becoming. I think a really good example of this is, you know, reflecting on why we get so excited to share our successes with others oftentimes, because in sharing our successes, obviously it's super exciting and everything, but there's also something to be said about being recognized by others for those successes and how that makes us feel and how that makes us grow within ourselves. And I think a lot of times the the silver lining to sharing our successes is, of course, you know, I want to be seen for this thing that I put all my effort into or for this dark place that I came out of, whatever success you're sharing. But even deeper than that, it is see my effort, see my humanity, see the love that I poured into this thing. And that is what people learn to see us as. And that is what I think all of us truly at our core want to be seen for, not just a successful human being who has a six-figure business or has a podcast or has run a couple marathons. It's the humanity underneath that we're all so deeply, deeply craving to be seen for that drives our search for people who can affirm those parts of ourselves to us. That's kind of the happy side of that, which I think is just so beautiful. And the next time that you go and share something good that happened to you or something exciting that's happening in your life with somebody that you love or somebody that you trust with those things, I would encourage you to check in with yourself a little bit and ask yourself what kind of affirmation, what kind of validation, or what kind of acknowledgement you're trying to get by sharing those experiences and those successes with other people. Because oftentimes I think that it goes so far beyond just wanting to be seen for the material success of whatever we're sharing, rather than actually seeing the underlying essence of why we're reaching out to somebody for that affirmation. There's nothing wrong with reaching out for affirmation. I think it's beautiful. I think that we should rely on other on more people to do that for us as like selfish as it can be sometimes because it totally isn't. But I think it's a really cool relationship to have with your maybe inner child where you can ask it, okay, what, what are you looking for from sharing the story? What is something that I'm really proud about within myself, aside from you know the, the material, tangible outcome of what I'm about to share here, what is it about my personhood that I'm looking to have acknowledged through sharing this piece of success, this piece of excitement with other people? So I think that is at the core of sharing happy things with other people and hard things with other people as well. It doesn't exclude the hard things that we share with others, the 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 difficult times that we share with other people. There's also a lot of things and insight to extract from the times that we 
find ourselves reaching for others to help us conceptualize or vehicleize our pain because there's a lot of strength to be gained from letting others see those quote-unquote less desirable parts of ourselves and having them accepted and held and validated because I think again this goes back to that example that I was talking about earlier about just allowing ourselves to be when you let yourself be seen and further loved by others who just let you be as you are in your pain in your sadness in your joy in your frustration and you show up as that version of yourself and you share those parts of yourself you are standing in your personhood and saying and embracing the complexity of the human being that you are in the various faces that you can have in a day, in a year, in a season, in a month, whatever that looks like. And that is so beautiful to me when you can find people who love you just as you are without trying to fix you and people who can mirror back your experiences and resonate with them to some level and more especially show you components of those experiences and of those things that you're sharing that might have slipped from your own consciousness. There is nothing more beautiful and humbling and soul-touching to me than when I share something with with a close friend of mine that I recently went through or that I have been thinking about or went through at some point in my life and they twist it to help me see a different side of it or a different side of myself that I hadn't really noticed. So a key example of something that happened to me last night, actually, once again, by a really close friend of mine who we were having a conversation about how I think that I self-sabotage a lot because I, or I conceive this as self-sabotage because I will like often do some of the hardest things or like load my plate up with some of like the most mentally and emotionally taxing things at like the busiest times of my life. So as I mentioned, as I'm recording this, I'm um, going through my last final exam season and I have six final exams, probably like the most I've ever had in my university career. And I just went through some big life stuff and some of it has been really, really emotionally challenging. And, you know, I, I could have held out. I could have held out, but I still chose to to go through it and I was like man like I swear I'm just always trying to test the upper limits of my resilience and my strength by doing these things to myself and this particular friend of mine was like you know I see that as actually you eliminating the things that don't deserve as much of your attention so that you can focus on the things that actually deserve your effort put towards them and I had never ever seen it that way and never gave my intuition and my I guess my my higher self you know recognition for that because the truth is that now as much as those things that I've had to end in my life the things that I've had to walk away from in my life right now there's a lot more there's a lot more clarity that I have and I feel like I have right now even through the sadness of letting those things go right now because they are no longer taking up unnecessary parts of my headspace and my emotional capacity so all that to say that 
when you let yourself be seen by others who embrace your essence and who have taken the time to to see your personhood and your soul and the the intentionality of who you are beneath the things that you do those are the people who will be able to show you parts of yourself that you might not be aware are deep within you because oftentimes we are so focused on the superficial parts of ourselves and we are so caught up in negative self-talk and negative self-conception that we don't grow to see and give credit to those parts of us that are always looking out for us. So to recap a little bit, letting yourself be seen by others creates trust. It creates self-reassurance when you can share parts of you and have them received with love and in having having that and having that experience realizing that you are lovable for all parts of yourself and also because it provides you with the opportunity to hear perspectives from other people who see you in a way that you might not see yourself yet and that's really cool i think that's everything that community is about it's how are we bouncing off of each other how are we learning to mirror each other so that we are growing into better versions of ourselves that at the end of the day those versions of ourselves are the product of this whole collective that we're living in how beautiful is that like independence is great and self-reliance is beautiful and building that and fostering that within yourself is arguably the most important thing you will ever do but there is something oh there is something so beautiful in acknowledging that so much of who we are is a mirror of the people that have touched us most because they have let us see them for who they are and we are who we are today because we have chosen to see them for who they are as well and that's a skill on its own right is learning to see others as they are rather than as we think they should be or as we think they need to be for us it's kind of like how a lot of relationships coach i hear recently are saying like go and date somebody that you think that you would never normally date because you'd be surprised at how much they can teach you about yourself and who you actually need to be for yourself and i love that idea so much because how do we know what's best for us or how are we ever going to know what could be better for us if we don't dare to take the step to go and find it or go be curious enough about it to at least discover it or heck try it or something i don't know it's so it's just such a beautiful concept to me that at the end of the day like we are who we are because we have grown alongside each other for enough time to learn from each other and learn the parts about each other that we want to adopt within ourselves and that is so crazy beautiful and inspiring to me and it is why i love what i do here on this platform and it is why i love having guests on here and it is why i love friendships and why i'm such an extrovert at heart even though i have my little introverted moments because i feel like i learn things from people every single day and it is so crazy to me to think now 
like the people that I used to surround myself with back a few years ago and the people that I surround myself now and how a I've taken parts of people from my past to be who I am now but how I am also just a product of so much osmosis from the people that I'm surrounding with myself right now as well and also how the people in my life that take up my my headspace and my my time are so different from the ones that used to back then because of the person that I've become which is also of course a product of my own self-regard and a product of my own idea of who I want to be for myself and for others but a lot of that person I've learned to be by watching others in their own personhood and that's so beautiful to me so to wrap this episode up what I want you to take away is that letting yourself be seen is one of the greatest acts that you can do for yourself in order to not only foster conscious intimate deep relationships but in order to learn to see yourself for the complexity and intricacy of the human that you are with all your emotions and all your thoughts and all your feelings all wrapped into one package that you're allowed to feel at any given time and point and that are normal part of your experience and are, and are normal part of who you are and when you can stand in the truth of that and the complexity of who you are and embrace it by showing up as you are on a given day at a given moment you are not only creating a space for other people to do the same but you are honoring your personhood you are honoring the beautiful person that you are at heart by standing in the hard parts of who you are and sharing them and saying maybe not explicitly of course but in some way relaying that your experience is yours your stories are yours and because of them you are here because of them you are sharing this and thus because you are sharing them you are worthy of being seen for all those parts of you and that's stunning and never forget that you are worthy of being held and being loved and being admired and being aspired through all of what you've gone through because at the end of the day it's made you into the person that you are today and encourage others to share their stories as well and be really present to the underlying silver lining of the things that other people share with you too because it's really easy to just say oh well so and so shared that they got x result on the test today they were trying to rub it in my face or something or it's so and so it's you know it this person just came and shared another success with me today or this person just came and dumped all their emotional baggage on me or something but it's really really powerful when you can have and establish the curiosity and patience and compassion to see and understand and question why people want to share those things with you because of the parts of them that they want to see acknowledged by others because in having those parts of themselves acknowledged they feel closer to others and closer to themselves thereof so 
that is today's conversation. Thank you so much for being here and for listening to this impromptu talk. I got into such flow. That was so, so wonderful. And I am so honored that you came here today and that you listened to my voice. Hopefully it hasn't bored you too much by the end of this episode. And until the next episode, have a wonderful rest of your day, evening, morning, whatever time of the day you find yourself in and keep growing and keep committing to growth.